0: Welcome to Alphabet Flight, your encyclopedic journey to the Marvel Universe, where we go over every character you've known and loved and forgotten along the way. I'm your temporary host, Jordan, and with me today is someone who makes a lot of themselves, Michael. Hello. So today, we're going to be talking about Master Mold. Oh, that's a... Do you have any idea who Master Mold is? He's he's that giant sentinel that makes other sentinels, right? Yeah, yeah. He, um, there was actually like one specific one that seems to be here in the Mar- like the Marvel thing, and he's only come up like certain ways, which is kind of funny because I am pretty sure that they have made multiple things to try and make uh, sentinels before. <laughs>
1: Uh, but I mean, it's not a very efficient if you're not if you're not like having multiple <laughs> factories.
0: Yeah. Uh, here, let me send you an image of what he looks like, or at least in the Marvel book. Here. Yeah. That.
1: That's. Yeah. That's not the you know that's not what I imagined. <laughs> I imagined the guy from the '90s cartoon, and that's that's not him.
0: Yeah, this one's more. Uh, what's the word? Scrap. Put together. Yeah, yeah he's. He's I, very scrap
1: metal looking.
0: I think it's because they are. uh, Like I looked over the whole thing that Aaron. There's. He's the thing is, is that Master Mold has done a lot of times, and there was one point where he literally pulled himself together out of scrap parts to fight Cyclops, and I think that's what this image is taken from from that fight. Th- that 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 would make sense, yeah. Because uh, like later incarnations are much more uh. put together here like like this this is I think one of the latest appearances of of them which actually is actually rather rather new um it's from Secret Avengers number 37 which oh geez I forgot when that was Uh, that because that was that was a recent run
1: yeah that Um, was relatively recently I can't tell you exactly when but
0: I remember I remember that run uh, 2013 okay yeah so it was it was after the se- after because <laughs> there i remember i picked up secret avengers back when uh it was nick fury like grabbing characters but then it kind of changed to a new team that had like captain britain and, and the original human torch on it and it's 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 from that point in the issues so uh, pretty much after when i stopped reading it <laughs> all right a so real big
1: head in this one
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I mean, just general, but even proportionate.
0: <laughs> yeah, like the e- Sentinels have that weird helmet thing, but it's but this one always, you know, it's like definitely like classic giant hel- head helmet.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not quite pointy enough to be Kirby esque, but you know, same idea.
0: <laughs> All right. So since it's mostly a robot, it goes straight into its history. So let me uh, go ahead and read this here. All right. Uh, The Master Mold is an immense sentinel robot at least 30 feet in height, which, like all sentinels, is dedicated to the capture and destruction of superhuman mutants. The original Master Mold was created by the sentinel's inventor, Dr. Bolivar Trask, who believed that a superhuman mutant race was was evolving that or who believed that a superhuman mutant race was evolving that would eventually subjugate humanity if it was not stopped. In other words, he was pretty much racist. Uh, Yeah. Dr. Trask, yeah, designed... an X-Men villain. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Trask designed the original Sentinels as robot warriors that would hunt down and capture superhuman mutants on normal humanity's behalf. Trask created the enormous Master Mold primarily as a computer that would control the automated process of constructing other Sentinel robots. However, Trask also made the Master Mold mobile and capable of speech and equipped the Master Mold with powerful weaponry. Because you always need a factory with weapons.
1: Well, well, yeah, everything's just better if it could walk around and also punch things. That's that's uh, just science.
0: <laughs> the Master Mold could pro- project a disintegration beam or intense electrical energy from its fingertips. The Master Mold and Trask's other sentinels decided that they could best fulfill their programming to capture and destroy mutants by taking control of the entire human race. Hence, they rebelled against Trask, but since Trask had not given the Master Mold full pro programming it needed to create the full programming it needed to create new sentinels without his participation the master Mold still needed him alive the master mold tried to force trask to help him construct an army of sentinels that would seize control of the earth trask however rebelled and smashed the sentinels power source setting off a tremendous explosion that killed trask and wrecked the master mold uh and i think you you mentioned like he uh, you saw him in the '90s cartoons because I think a, there was that specific episode about it. It's, yeah,
1: yeah, that that's I roughly remember that like very broad strokes version of that from being in the cartoon.
0: Yeah, so and for like a, for a while that was pretty much in and done, but then <laughs> but then they kept bringing it back, so that's why there's also still another page worth of stuff about him. Uh, years oh, later, Doctor Stephen Lang became the head of Project Armageddon a United States government project to study mutants. Lang, however, had a passionate hatred of mutants and was determined to exterminate them. He was secretly receiving additional funding from Edward Buckman, the head of the Council of the Chosen, as the inner circle of the Hellfire Club was then known. Buckman, too, was opposed to superhuman mutants. Yeah, I think... that's are n- you on the
1: Hellfire Club, my dude?
0: Yeah, see, well, see, that's the thing. I think there was, like, a neat little X-Men thing that actually pointed this out like even like later on, like not like in the '90s, how Buckman really hated uh, Emma Frost and, and um Sebastian oh, Shaw. Sebastian Shaw, yes, thank you, the Black King, and this was his way of trying to get rid of them. Uh, Buckman too was opposed to superhuman mutants. Lang found and ex- explored the Sentinels' base bases constructed by Boliv- Bolivar Trask and his deceased son Larry and thus found the remains of the original Master Mold. Using parts from the original version, Lang recreated the Master Mold. He also constructed a new series of Sentinels. Lang turned an abandoned S.H.I.E.L.D. space platform into his base, and from there, he sent his Sentinels to attack and capture members of the X-Men. I just feel like the space station
1: just is a bit extra here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's also one of those things where I guess they wanted to be like, I can drop them down from anywhere, but at the same time, it's like, well... you. I mean, they can fly, so unless you had some very... They, they,
1: they can fly, and generally everyone you want to kill is in New York anyway.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, except, except for the ones that are in Canada.
1: Well, of course, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, however, Lang's new Sentinels were considerably inferior to the models created by the Tras. The X-Men defeated Lang's Sentinels, Lang himself attacked the X-Men in a small flying gunship which crashed inside the platform, seriously injuring him. The space platform was swept by flames, and the X-Men escaped back to Earth in a space shuttle. As the X-Men flew off in the shuttle, Lang crawled from the wreckage of the gunship and activated the Master Mold in a last-ditch effort to defeat them. The new Master Mold was programmed with Lang's own brain engrams, and therefore possessed Lang's memories and a duplicate of his own personality. In fact, on becoming activated, the master mold came to believe that it was actually Lang himself; that Lang's physical body had died, and that his consciousness lived on within the master mold's robotic body. The master mold left the space platform and constructed a new base on a small asteroid in an orbit near Earth's. The master mold has has far greater mobility or this master mold had this far greater mobility than the original it possesses extraordinary strength and can fly due to rockets built into its leg and can fire immensely powerful concussive energy bolts from the its hands and mouth many months later the master mold abducted the mutant ice man from the Co- colorado mansion of his fellow x-men the angel the angel pursued the master mold to to new mexico's gamma base where it encountered the hulk Soon, the Master Mold had made the Angel, Hulk, and Iceman prisoners at its asteroid base, but when the Master Mold told them it was Stephen Lang, the Angel pointed out that S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who had, who had reclaimed Lang's space platform had found Lang there, and that Lang was still alive but was hospitalized as a mindless vegetable. The Master Mold was shocked to learn that it was not truly human after all.
1: Well, that's just awkward.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the three prisoners escaped, and the Hulk smashed the Master Mold apart but the Master Mole revived and set the base's fusion reactor to overload in an attempt to commit suicide (laughs) and destroy its uh, enemies in the process. Uh, The Angel, Iceman, and Hulk all succeed in returning to Earth using an escape shuttle, but the reactor exploded, demolishing the asteroid. Uh, the new master mole, though, can project its artificial consciousness into the smallest mechanical parts and then reconstruct itself from metal in the vicinity. It can thereby make itself as big and massive as is physically possible. And again, I think this is where it's picking up it that... This so Yeah, the scrap metal parts. Uh, it can then, therefore, also create duplicates of itself and maintain its consciousness in each of its robotics simultaneously. Part of the master mole fell to Earth in Alaska, Upon detecting the presence of the powerful mutant Cyclops, these remains of the Master Mold became activated and rebuilt the rest of its body from scrap metal. Before his ho- hospitalization, Lang had discovered that there were twelve superhuman mutants on Earth who had the potential to become the leaders around whom the rest of Earth's mutants would gather. The reconstructed Master Mold was now determined to locate and destroy those twelve. It had determined the Cyclops was one of the twelve. and. When I found out, like when I, like I said, like I looked over this a little bit earlier and I saw that part, I definitely remember how there was. They tried to do another like the twelve thing with uh, with a a resurrection of apocalypse going on. Was wasn't that like way in the two thousands? Like yeah, this yeah, and I'm and part of me is wondering, like, did they kind of like like said. You know, like, oh yeah, remember that? Maybe we can actually like do something a little bit more grander with it, or, or was it just Somebody fr- coincidence?
1: Somebody remembered a plot line from when they when they were a <laughs> kid that never got followed up on. <laughs> uh,
0: because uh, as far as I can tell, like that they they basically like, in this point they only just said it was Cyclops, like they never pointed out any others, and I kind of remember Cyclops being one of the twelve but I think that was because of uh, shenanigans more than it actually being one of the ones that Apocalypse tried to grab. But whatever. Uh, Moreover, on scanning the city of Anchorage for mutants in order to pinpoint Cyclops' location, the Master Mole discovered that human beings contained some mutated cells. Hence the Master Mole declared that according to its programming to eliminate all mutants all human beings must be destroyed. The Master Mold began wreaking havoc in Anchorage, but Cyclops used his op- optic blasts to demolish its body, and finally tricked it into blasting oil tanks, causing an explosion that nearly completely destroyed the Master Mold. <sighs> the Master Mold again reconstructed itself, and due to loneliness, created another robot as well, which it named Conscious. It programmed Conscious with the engrams for the creative and emotional sides of Lang's mind, while the Master Mold itself rest- Retain the programming based on the rational side of Lang's mind. The mastermind was no longer determined to, sh- to destroy the entire human race. Oh, Instead, that, that's an improvement. <laughs> yeah. Instead, it took mental control of the great geneticist, Dr. Moria Metagrit and compelled her to create the retribution virus through genetic engineering. Which, again, I find interesting because this is before they did the, the whole legacy virus before
1: thing. before the legacy, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, This virus was designed to kill all superhuman mutants. However, it it turned out that the virus would also kill 92.4% of all normal human beings as well.
1: Okay, but what about...
0: (laughs) What
1: about about non-superhuman mutants? (laughs) You know, he talked about superhuman mutants, but like, what about about people who are just like, (laughs) I don't know,
0: green? The Master Mold was content since the virus would allow some normal humans to survive while killing all mutants. Conscious, however, was disturbed by the idea of killing normal human beings and joined with Cyclops in opposing the master mold's plan, even while under the master Moles' control. So the, the conscious per- the conscious part is still really racist. Yeah, but it also was like, well, no, not the humans too. It's like, I'm okay with being racist, but <laughs> not everyone. <laughs> the Tigret found a means of carrying his diseases induced by the virus, and once she was free from the master mold's control, she was able to implement it. The Master Mold was demolished by Sean Cassidy, the Banshee, using his recently returned Sonic powers. Conscious then blew up the Master Mold's ship, destroying himself as well as all existing specimens of the Retribution virus. <sighs> but the Master Mold soon succeeded in rebuilding itself yet again. I, at this point, it's, it's pretty much, I think, its he's like Ultron, where he's a pro- program that pretty much is really hard to destroy completely.
1: I mean, that's the best part about robot villains. It's like,
0: yeah. you just build. <laughs> uh, Nimrod, a highly advanced sentinel from the future of an alternate reality, had come to the present of the X-Men's Earth and disguised itself as construction foreman Nicholas Hunter. As Hunter, Nimrod discovered a component of the mo- Master Mold at a Manhattan construction site and picked it up. Immediately, the Master Mold's command program initially... Infiltrated Nimon's own systems, triggering the reconstruction of Nimrod in the form of the gigantic master mold. Once again, the master mold was determined to exterminate all mutants, especially the twelve. Moreover, it believed that since the human race was the progenitor of human mutants, then all humanity must be exterminated as well. So he just kind of gave up there. Yeah, back on the back on the kill everyone bullshit. The master mold began rampaging through the construction site at. Attracting the attention of the X-Men, Rogue and Psylocke, Rogue attacked the Master Mold, which slew Sharon Kelly, the wife of Senator Robert Kelly. During the subsequent battle, the other X-Men arrived and joined in fighting the Ma- Master Mold. The robot was greatly handicapped since the sorceress Roma had rendered. This is back. Oh, this is back when they just like came out of the Siege Perilous, by the way. So All right. they had they had like weird mystic powers thrown on them, but due to Roma's, is this when nobody could see them. When the cameras couldn't see them? Yeah. So, like, Roma had rendered the X-Men undetectable by mechanical equipment. Due to Roma's spell, only living beings can perceive the X-Men. The Master Mold was severely damaged, but again reconstructed itself from the materials at the construction site, making itself more enormous than ever. Moreover, the Master Mold fully integrated its systems with those of Nimrod, which is now a subordinate component of the Master Mold. However, the Master Mold now, in effect, contained two separate intelligences that of the Mold itself and that of Nimrod. Suddenly, the combination of the Master Mold and Nimrod could detect the presence of the X-Men. Nimrod's intelligence contended this was because the Mold and Nimrod had somehow mutated and became a living being. Exactly what this means is unclear as yet. Since the Master Mold was intent on destroying mutants...
1: hmm? Does not it still have that that guy's brain in it?
0: It still had the engrams of uh, Lang, yeah. Yeah, like, would that have been an easier explanation? Possibly, but wouldn't has Marvel gone for the easy explanation? Very true. Uh, Nimrod now urged it to fulfill its prime directive by destroying itself. While the Mold Nimrod Synthesis was thus debating with itself, the X-Men, or the X-Men Dazzler unleashed an energy blast to propel the Mold Nimrod creature through the dimensional portal contained within the mysterious Siege Perilous Crystal what will na- next become in the Master Mold remains to be seen. And it just marks here the first appearance of of it in X-Men number 15, where it, the the, the basically the Lang-melded m- one that could basically constantly remake itself was shown up in, uh, what was it? Hulk Annual number 7. But let me get you the image of that, uh. Okay. So can take a quick look at the, uh. Classic there, where they're just basically fighting some of the uh, old, old set, old design Sentinel ones that are just slightly bigger than people.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a w-
0: that's always weird.
1: Seeing think, these, always like, think of Sentinels is like being giant, like like rip open house sized, and then just seeing them being all like I don't know, like eight or nine feet tall. That's
0: yeah, yeah. I mean the the '90s cartoon really kind of gave a good idea of like those of the tall like towering ones and for I think like mo- Sentinels like f- six like there are te- you know by Marvel's like comic book uh by blo- uh, bi- uh, Bibles and stuff like that that are Mark 7 or something like that are that tall but the original ones like the Mark they're like called Mark 2 and they're like or Trask Sentinels aren't aren't really that tall like they're huge but they're not but they're never like towering
1: yeah they're 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 big but they're not they're not like giants
0: so that pretty much is all the other kind of appearances except for uh two very specific one uh pop-ups like i said in uh in secret avengers number 37 now, what was going on in that one is actually kind of really crazy because the secret avengers at that point had found underneath i think it's under it was underneath london uh let me sh- sh- double check here it's it was called uh there were they found basically a, a society called the core and let's see Ah, oh, jeez i can't for f- the core basically it was created by one of the people who um also created which other like X-Men fans might know called the world for the weapon plus program and stuff like that. Like one of the people and like, it took off from there. It's like one of the people kind of went off and did their own thing and decided that the best way to create, uh, basically soldiers to fight superhuman things was like synthetic robots and such. And eventually he became known as father and through, Basically, a lot of stuff he eventually just kind of decided to wait it out in this in this uh, underground facility. And the thing was is that somehow it became a place for all rogue AIs to just kind of gather. Like all the like variations of like, uh, the robots villains from Marvel Universe who just were kind of tired and wanted to uh, hang out or eventually like, you know gather themselves together to eventually, you know, do something about humanity. They all just kind of congregated there. And I'm I'm
1: just now imagining there's just like you you, just just a whole city of various robots. And there's
0: just like the crowd scenes are like 80 percent doombots. No, see that. That's right. It is because I was just about to say, like, there's a thing in note here where it talks about how there was actually came to be kind of like some major tribes and there was one of them was called the Doomborgs, which were all, all robots patterned off of Victor Von Doom's, uh, Doombots. And it's funny because, like, the, the, here, like, let me read this little thing from there because it's just kind of neat how, how they explain it. It's like, uh, although the androids of the core came in a wide variety, the majority of the population consisted of four major tribes. The Doomborgs, patterned after the design of Victor Von Doom, extremely bellicose. Sentinots, patterned after the designs of Bolivar Trask, stoic and loyal. The machine people, patterned after the designs of A- A- Abel Stack, depressive and sporadically violent, and the Ultravisions, patterned after the designs of Henry Pym and his successors, problem solvers. And it just is wild to me that that happened. Like it even has like stuff tied to Machine Man and and Ultron and oh god and like Vision and stuff like that. And and at some point, uh, they actually had the Reavers. Uh, protecting them which was uh, a group of like you know cyber enhanced people that have off and on fought against the the x-men but apparently like they got a group of like some faction of them came to work for them here but yeah like it it became like a big storyline where they were where they were basically had to fight all these and try and keep the ai uh, apocalypse from happening in a sense and during the fight is when they actually ran into that master mold which that image i showed you is like they eventually you know stopped it and while it kind of like destroyed they destroyed the core and most of the population it still like has this possibility to be like re like rebuilt so it's just right under regular ass london I think I couldn't, I couldn't find where exactly it said the core was. It's just a subterranean city though, so it could have been, in... I thought it was under London. Dang, no, I, I can't, I can't find, I can't find where it says that it was, it, where the core was. Cause I mean, like, even the mole man, like, a lot of, most of his subterranean city is actually like under New York.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just, I, I don't know, I'm just very abused by the idea of, London, where most of the superhero stuff is very mat- magical, and they just right <laughs> yeah. under it. Like none of them have noticed all these robots.
0: Yeah, the only thing I could think is maybe I'm getting it mixed up with, like I said, that he the the father actually worked on the world, which was a weapon plus thing, and that was uh in in London. Like if I remember, like Fentomex at one point actually like you know help, got the X Men to help him you know stop the weapon plus program craziness that it was causing and stuff like that and i think that all took place in london it's honestly hard Uh, to remember (laughs) uh there is as i said like the only other kind of like major point was that someone found like parts of the master mold well
1: after getting broken so many times it's gotta be a pretty common occurrence (laughs)
0: And, uh, it was found in Down Acres, North America, where a rogue survi- uh, survivalist program was using its technology to experiment with a uh, precursor for Omega Prime Sentinel technology for protection in the post-apocalypse world to come. So, you know, anti-apocalypse preppers got a hold of pieces of it and were trying to use Omega Prime Sentinels to, to try and create things, which that is just a very bad combination. <laughs> While we're talking
1: X X Men stuff, I'd probably clarify: is that a small A apocalypse or a big A?
0: Small A, small A apocalypse. And uh, basically, the what they did kind of got got the intentions of uh, Magneto, and he just came by and just kind of ripped it to shreds. So that was the end of that mold and that that master mold, and that was pretty much it. So that's all all I got here about the master mold. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts or feelings you want to mention while we? While we're here, it's been a,
1: done a lot more than I would have thought. Like I, I thought mm-hmm. it was like just the just like the one story in the what one story where cycle where Cyclops destroyed destroyed them and yeah like, yeah apparently it just keeps coming back which you know makes yeah sense. robots do that
0: like I I honest honestly like I still think and I I talked to. Uh, Someone in in early like episodes from the week before these ones will be out uh, talked about how like what those the Omega Prime Sentinels were were base were basically uh, the most terrifying ones because it was just people that were pumped full of nanotechs and and circuitry and they just flipped the switch and turned them into Sentinels.
1: Yeah, that's real spooky.
0: Yeah, like no, the people never knew what was going on. In fact, uh, quite a few times when it happened, it pretty much was like you know how. Uh, What's his name? Mr. Black was it or from, from uh The Matrix? Like just overwrote someone and that then they were just the new him? A uh, Smith. Uh, Mr. Smith. Yeah. Why did I think Black? Well, whatever. But yeah, uh like that's basically what it was. Is like they became a sentinel and that was it. They were gone. Like they were no yeah. longer them. They were a sentinel. And Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. But yeah, they keep going back to some of these things and some of the sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I still kind of like what they what the uh, twist they did on Bastion was um, because I'm not sure if it was during, actually, this Master Mold synthesis that was uh, thrown into the Siege Perlis. I'm not sure if it was mentioned this, but Nimrod because Nimrod might have been thrown into it again, but one of the times that one of the Nimrods was thrown into there they actually made him like a, a humanoid organic computer thing, and that's what Bastion was. He was basically a transformed Nimrod into a person. That's wild.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say.
0: Yeah, like when they revealed it, they actually they actually showed that his fingerprints were digitized, like they were pixel pixelated. If you zoomed in on them, like they they weren't smooth. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's pretty much it. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug?
1: Um. Yeah. Um. I have a collection of short stories called "A Little Bit of Everything." Um. It. Available on Smashwords. Um, you'll be able to put a, li- a link in the description
0: mm-hmm. or something? Yes, I'll, I'll be sure to put a link in the, in the description.
1: Alright. And you can follow me on Twitter at Michael of Healy. And yeah, that's about it.
0: Alright, and I'll just uh, plug our the Alphabet Flight social media stuff. We've got uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Alphabet Flight. It's all one word. And we also have a Facebook group, which because I'm, I can't not make puns or like not stop, or I can't stop making puns. I had to call it the Hodgepod group. So unfortunately that makes it hard to find. But if you like look for Alphabet Flight or Creepy Critters or any of other, uh, Jesse Cooper's podcast, you'll, you'll find it on Facebook. Uh, other than that, that's. That should be everything, so... Oh, and we do have a Patreon at at Alphabet Flight as well. Um, so that's everything, and may Khonshu protect you during your night travels. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs)